Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with Rebecca Myers and James Hansen. On today's episode, the Houthis strike again in the Middle East. For months now, Iranian-backed Houthi rebels have been attacking commercial vessels in the Red Sea, they say in response to Israel's war in Gaza. Of course, the Red Sea is one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world. And since early January, America and Britain, supported by a multinational coalition, have been striking Houthi targets in Yemen. But so far, those airstrikes don't seem to be deterring the rebels. And now an oil tanker with links to the UK has been hit by a Houthi missile. It happened in the Gulf of Aden. And Richard Spencer, the Times correspondent in Israel, has been speaking to Times Radio. Well, it seems to have been a missile that got through the defence systems that have been put up in the Gulf of Aden and around the Red Sea. Hit this tanker called the Marlin Dewanda, an oil tanker operated by an international commodities firm called Trafigura, which has officers all over the world. The ship is flagged to the Marshall Islands, which is an independent territory in the South Pacific. Like a lot of small countries operates flags of convenience. The Houthis said it was a British ship, not particularly British. Ships kind of don't really belong to any country nowadays. They're run by international consortiums. It has to be said also the British and Americans struck another couple of targets in Yemen overnight. They are, as we know, retaliating with airstrikes in Yemen against Houthi missile sites. But this does not seem to be ending the attack. I suppose the wider question is whether the US and UK airstrikes on the Houthis are working, especially if the rebels are still able to attack commercial vessels. And that's a question we put to Richard. Of course, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, these strikes are always a matter of luck. There are naval vessels operating in the area which have anti-missile technology. So uh, it's always a matter of luck whether they get through or not. So it could just be a lucky strike. There do seem to be in slightly fewer of these missile attacks overall in the last week or so, but hard to say definitively that's as a result of the American and British bombing. That's Richard Spencer, The Times correspondent in Israel. Donald Trump has been ordered by a jury in New York to pay more than $83 million for defaming the columnist E. Jean Carroll. In a previous civil case, the former president was found to have defamed and sexually assaulted her in the 1990s. 
Donald Trump says he will appeal the latest ruling and has called the verdict absolutely ridiculous. However, despite his mounting legal problems, Trump's presidential campaign is going from strength to strength, and he's now the overwhelming favourite to be the Republican nominee. Our US editor David Charter has been writing for The Times about the key figures in Trump's inner circle and how they're a far cry from the chaotic characters involved in his 2016 campaign. So there are two really professional seasoned operators who are running Trump's campaign. They're called Susie Wiles and Chris Lasavita. And Susie Wiles is really the rock around which this campaign is anchored. She's a Florida veteran, a grandmother whose hobby is bird watching, and you've never heard of her because she hates the limelight. And she, we were told, has kept the crazies out of the operation. So unlike 2016, which was a crazy campaign for Trump. He, he had three campaign managers during the year, and it was a hot mess of different characters competing with each other. Susie Wiles really knows how to run an efficient operation, and she's put together a team of people based in Florida around Trump's residence there, Mar-a-Lago, and she mainly stays there. While Chris Lasavita, he's a former Marine who's had a long career in Republican political operations. He's the guy who's been on the ground and who helped to oversee a really intense effort in Iowa. So what people probably aren't aware of is that for many, many months, the Trump team was training up its supporters in Iowa because it wanted a knockout blow there, which certainly did for Ron DeSantis. And I should say that at one point, Susie Wiles worked on Ron DeSantis's first governor campaign, but they fell out. And for some reason, DeSantis sacked her. So she came back to Trump after being fired by DeSantis. David Charter, US editor of The Times. Now, Taylor Swift is the latest victim of a worrying new trend for pornographic deepfake images generated by artificial intelligence. In the past couple of days, her fans, known as Swifties, have descended on Twitter, or X, to report the images, which started to appear on the site on Wednesday. It has been reported that the singer is considering legal action over the images, and the incident has boosted calls for better legislation to ban these deepfake images and protect victims who find their faces used in them. Joe Morrell, the Democratic congressman, described the images as sexual exploitation and is trying to get backing for a bill that would make it a crime to share intimate deepfakes. He said it's happening to women everywhere, every day. And sadly, Rebecca, this is something we're seeing more and more of, isn't it? It is, unfortunately. And and legislation is just not really keeping pace. We've seen cases in the UK of this happening as well, where women have had their faces taken on, and used on these kind of images. Um, and we actually saw an awful case recently where a young teenage girl committed suicide after being bullied at school. And her father said that boys had been manipulating and faking images of girls online. The actress Scarlett Johansson, she actually first spoke about this six years ago, warning how easy it was for people to produce these kind of images online and her face has been used in fake explicit videos watched by we think millions of people yeah and i remember scarlett hansen said at the time that people tended to realize that it wasn't actually her but that for other people who aren't celebrities it, it could result in them well, potentially losing a job exactly it's, it's really worrying and i think for me it also speaks to a wider point around protection for victims of, of all kinds of behavior online whether that's abuse revenge porn as, as it's called where real images are used and shared without consent 
or deep fakes. And we know that the law is always trying to catch up with these advances we see in tech. Speed cameras are pretty common in many countries, and let's be honest, they're not always that popular with drivers. But in Italy, an unknown activist known only as the Flexi Man has taken their hatred of them to the extreme. Operating in the northeast of the country, Flexi Man mostly uses an electric saw to chop down the cameras, with others being blown up, shot at, and on one occasion demolished with a farm vehicle. To some Italians, Flexi Man is a hero, to others, a menace. Tom Kington is in Rome and has been writing about this for The Times. Flexi Man is a mysterious, unknown, anonymous figure who is going around the northeast of Italy, the Veneto region around the city of Venice, chopping down speed cameras. He's mostly using, if it is a he, could be a she, it could be perhaps a number of people. But the modus operandi is to go around in the dead of night with an electric saw and um, decapitate these speed cameras. In Italian, they're called flessibili, which has given him the nickname the Flexi Man. Tom, how is Flexi Man viewed by people in Italy? Well, he's become a bit of a folk hero because I think particularly in the northeast of Italy, these speed cameras which have multiplied in recent years, are loathed by locals. This is perhaps down to a traditional Italian love of driving quite fast. There's also a suspicion amongst Italians that these things are being erected by small towns on the roads passing by their towns as a kind of cash machine. So they can milk passing motorists with speeding fines and then go out and build a new library or something like that. So people are quite resentful. I mean, road safety advocates are saying this is nuts. We've got to have these limits in place. If Italians aren't going to keep to speed limits, then this is the only way to do it. And the police are saying, well, apart from the fact this is destroying public property, we are worried that without these things, the number of accidents will increase. And what's interesting is that the the police I've been speaking to often have prior experience of hunting mafia fugitives. So they're using the same techniques now to catch up with Fleximan. As the Times is Tom Kington speaking to us from Rome. First-time defending champions are supposed to get nervous, but that was not the case for Arena Sabalenka. The Belarusian has won her second consecutive Australian Open title by overpowering China's Chin Wenzheng in the final. And there's some great analysis from our tennis correspondent, Stuart Fraser, who's in Melbourne. You can read it at thetimes.co.uk or on the app with your digital subscription. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.